0: This is Inks so on the road, I'm um, sitting in the Ormeans Cafe with Ron Womberley. Ron Cafe Orly. Cafe Orly. <laughs> like, I can never get this right. Uh, it's okay, man. Um, Ron's work includes Prince of Cats, uh, Sentences, um, Issue of Profit
1: with Brandon, who's sitting next to me. Right. And uh, what was the other one you Something made? Wicked This Way Comes. Something Wicked yeah. This Way Comes. Uh, Adaption so. of, the, uh, of the novel. Ray Bradbury. Ray Bradbury. Ray Bradbury. He is he, still alive. No, he's not. He died. He died. That, oh, shit. He's staying <laughs> at my house. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> too soon, Brad. Uh-huh. Really too soon. Um, and, yeah, did we mention the She-Hulk?
2: She oh, Hulk. yeah, She-Hulk and I guess X-Men now are just five pages. Yeah, yeah that's, well, that's it. A bunch of... Oh my own little comics that we want. Yeah, gratuitous
1: ninja. Yeah,
2: and uh, and in animation recently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Black Dynamite first season. Right. Um, Yeah, that's about it though.
1: That that's That's a lot. (laughs) Add stuff. Try (laughs) survive. So the first time I ever saw your work was the Dark Horse presents kind of contest issue that they did. Oh yeah.
0: Reading. Were you in that? No, no, I was just,
1: I was just a reader. When was was that? The old
0: Dark Horse Presents? Uh, no, that was Strip Search. It was Strip
1: Search, yeah, was strip search but, which is a weird name for, uh, for what it's like to start a comic career. Was <laughs> uh, <laughs> it against your will? Yeah. Oh. You hope you get it. But you, you did a really interesting story in that, where the, the paneling breakup was, uh, was really fascinating to me. You, you left a lot of white space on the page and had really, oh. really uh, interesting shots. Do you, do you want to talk about kind of how, where how that came about, and, and was that was it your first published work? No, my mm, yeah,
2: that was my first published work. I, I was that's how I was working right around the corner here at St. Mark's Sounds. Yeah. Oh, nice. And I was um, drawing you, comics.
0: You worked at St. Mark's, Comics? No, Sounds, oh, okay. which is across the street from okay. St. Mark's Comics. Yeah. I just want to see if you need any counseling if you worked at St.
1: Mark's. Oh, or something. I heard it's pretty ill. Right? Oh yeah, it's a kind of infamously worst comic store. Oh, word. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um. No, nah, I mean I I worked across there and one of my co
3: workers worked there before.
2: Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, that must have been like two thousand two or three about I don't know, like what what about what about the process? So what, how
1: what were you were you already making comics at that point, I assume?
2: Yeah, no, I started out at Pratt. They had like a Pratt comic book. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I did Gratuitous Ninja and that and mm-hmm. I did like a Another one called Vandal Vigilante, which is about like a, I don't know, uh, someone who bombed, but like, you know, they were kind of anti capitalist. Right. Like a vigilante, you know. It was. Isn't
1: uh, a, a Vandal Vigilante?
2: <laughs> yeah, Vandal Vigilante, the name says it all. Yeah. It's all my friends are in it. You know, like just draw, drawing your friends as nice. the characters. Yeah. that
0: game. Did you have any comic teachers at Pratt?
2: Yeah, Floyd Hughes. Um, without Floyd, or if it weren't for Floyd, I probably wouldn't be drawing comics. He kind of, like, proselytized me into the world of
1: comics. So were you in a different headspace when you started art school? Then? Yeah.
2: I mean, I had read some comics in high school. I had a friend who collected comics. I collected the cards, though. So, right? right. Yeah. Um, I, I could probably count on one hand the comics I had bought. I can tell you the comics I had bought. Like, I had bought, like... Uh, Grendel comics like um, Grendel versus Batman Apple CD, I bought a lot of manga mm-hmm. you know with my savings or whatever but yeah like I wasn't about to draw comics when I got to Pratt. like right. I had, that was something that happened maybe and, junior year
0: and you lived in D.C. before yeah correct like yeah. you wrote a little bit
2: D.C. Maryland I went to most of my school I went to Maryland in your in,
0: your, in the back of Prince of Cats you wrote about that a little bit yeah so, yeah um, growing up mm-hmm. and uh, going to private schools mm-hmm. and stuff uh, did that give you a chance to do art there as well or
2: oh no it was like your typical I don't know you like an art class where you're making macaroni yeah you know. <laughs> it wasn't really like we made we never had any life drawing like you maybe did one self portrait or right. something you know what I mean like that was one of the things like let's do art you know? but you seem to
1: have a deep um, a deep understanding of kind of a lot of art outside of comics and and your interest seems uh, seems a lot broader than, than, than a lot of people that do this with their
2: lives. I'm a nerd you know what I mean it's just like I have a broader range of maybe.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always know. explain to Robin about how when you send me emails sometimes <laughs> I have to get my wife and be like <laughs> I remember we, we had a back and forth about you doing a Machiavelli's The Prince mm. and I was like I was like all right I know about the Tupac album now yeah, that's it's Machiavellian. Yeah, Machiavellian, Machiavellian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, in, in your early school, was what what was your your early your earlier connection to artwork? You, did you did you identify as an artist earlier? on? Oh
2: man, no. I mean, I I just drew. Like I was the guy who could draw. You know what I mean? In school, like you draw Ninja Turtles for your friends. You know, you draw dinosaurs, whatever. You know what I mean? I was that guy. Right. Um, yeah, and I guess I got into, I kind of got into art and art history when I met, when I got this professor called Pasolacqua. And uh, he was like my senior... Pasolacqua? Yeah, Pasolacqua. You just,
3: you had a Brazilian
2: <laughs> deity as a... Ah, he's, he was Sicilian. Sicilian. Yeah, but he was a, I think he was a New Yorker, though. Um, but he would say in class, he would say to all the students bringing books, like bringing books that like artists. Mm-hmm. And then I started to get into like the history of art, you know, and I, that's when I really got into Japanese art, like ukiyo-e and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, because funny thing is like, I always had a hard time uh, working in like say oil or acrylic and my work was very drawing based and when I looked at the ukiyo-e artists, it was like just, it was an affirmation. Cause like I grew up, I've always been a big fan of animation. Right. And like that aesthetic kind of filtered down, uh, really informed my aesthetic. And especially at that time too, uh, super flat was happening. Right. Like it was the nineties, 90s, late nineties. 90s. Right.
1: So Murakami Takashi was getting really was starting to get big. Right. You kind know? of the, the Japanese art, art movement of, of doing almost fine art anime, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, drawing drawing from the
2: uh, otaku culture, um, right. the aesthetic of the otaku culture, connecting that to the tradition, the aesthetics kind of inherent mm-hmm. in like all types of Japanese art, right. like traditional arts. So, like, connecting like, uh, you know, like Hokusai, Kumiyoshi, Yoshitoshi, with like, I don't know, Otomo, yeah. um, Matsumoto Reiji, mm-hmm. like, all these guys. And like, seeing that connection, and then playing with it, you know right. what I mean? And so, all that was happening, and I was in school, and I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know? I don't have to, uh, I don't have to embrace the western
0: sort of aesthetic mm-hmm. either. That was, like, liberating.
1: Nice.
0: I remember the back of Prince Cat, Mm -hmm. again. Um, You mentioned seeing Kurosawa's Ron, Mm -hmm. and um, that being, like, your first exposure to Shakespeare. Before we get into, like, the Shakespeare stuff, I'm curious about watching Kurosawa movies. Mm -hmm. So do you have a general, like, interest in Japanese film and culture, not just, Mm -hmm. like, the fine art?
3: Mm -hmm.
2: yeah, it's weird, man. Like, um, at first, it was just kind of like one of many different things I was into, you know. And when I first saw that Kurosawa, I was just like a kid looking for violence on TV, mm-hmm. and like I was always a big fan of like kung fu movies. And growing up, I didn't really have like the sort of cultural engagement with like East Asian. People or culture to even know the difference. It was right. like, if I saw people who were Asian on TV and they had like funny clothes on, I assumed at some point they were gonna start fighting. Right. You know <laughs> what I mean? So like, that's a violent. People. Right, <laughs> right. They're gonna do something cool, like the Asian yeah. dude with the costume on. It's gonna do something cool. You know uh-huh. what I mean? So like, I would, I would, I was waiting.
1: So you, you started start out with like a Wu Tang Clan bubble, like, yeah, like, yeah.
2: Show me some challenge shit. But that's the entry level, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So, and that's how it started. And then
1: you stumble into Kurzawa.
2: Yeah, on accident, right? Do you
1: remember the first one of his you saw?
2: Um, I believe it was it was on it was on like a, it was on like one of these channels in Maryland that had, uh, like it would split different international. Yeah. You know. Television, so like it would have a few hours of Japanese television, it would have a few hours of like I don't know, maybe some West African, like Chinese, like, right. and so I would I would tune in, and that's when I would see like you know, so what the fuck are people watching around the world? And Don was on there and was not in English, and I was just watching. That waiting. is
0: like the bloodiest, of the grossest ways too.
2: Hmm, is it the Wrong. bloodiest?
0: It's pretty. It's at pretty the violent. Yeah. It's just like rivers of blood yeah, as true. they're destroying like the fortress. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's Like, true. and I think that was one of the most intensely filmed ones too. Let's well, something about. That, a, do sure you remember that. how
2: young
1: you would have been around then?
2: Mm. So we were in Fort Washington, Maryland, and I must have been either a freshman. Fort Washington. How old was I? I
1: was either in junior high or uh, just beginning us because my point is I feel like you're like for me my brain I, I was able to watch so much shit I didn't understand and pay so much close I would memorize things in other languages you know and I was thinking like when your brain is just a sponge like that is the only time when you can watch a Kurosawa movie with no and not understand it and still sit there and fall in love with it mm. Which is kind of beautiful yeah it all was amazing yeah.
3: Yeah,
2: and I mean my relationship changed with it in college, like uh, maybe around junior year like I got a very close Japanese friend and you know I was with this woman for like a very long time so during that period of time I I would go to Japan and I would you know sort of have an interaction on a very, a a more intimate level, you know what I mean? At which point, like, it stopped being, it stopped being like just another sort of culture I consumed, like a lot of yeah. different, or even appreciated, or like you know, for instance, uh, Bon Désigné and like French culture, whatever. Like you know, you, it's like okay, well that's cool, yeah. you know, or re- reading like medieval literature and be like, all right, that's cool, I'm into that, you know. What right, me? you start to
1: see it as yes yeah, like like, actual oh, thing okay. that you could. Interact with, as opposed to something that you saw as a. As a yeah, artist. it's like a difference between fetishizing it
0: and. Yeah, maybe.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, I gotta draw
2: more. More. What do they call it? Something cake. What do they call it?
1: The cake, cake, cake. Cheesecake. I was saying, okay. <laughs> is it cakes the Toma Finland magazine? Yeah, we. <laughs> we'll get into that stuff. Yeah a lot of cheesecake I'm trying to I'm trying to scramble out from under that boner some days mm. but you know if it's honest though yeah it's got to be honest and it's got to be it's just you know I think a lot about uh, this is something that we should talk about is is. will um, keep it the same by the way yeah yeah l- artists looking at artists hmm. who uh, like like so I'm obsessed with l- looking at other artists life and being like how can I learn from this? How does this relate to me? I'm wondering if you had any... I, I, there's a Yurosawa documentary where he talks about... Oh, I want to oh, see that. That's see really it. good. Um, but he, he's like... He's basically like a Tezuka Bob Dylan man. Mm. And I saw that and I was like, oh, crazy, because I'm like a Mobius Paris one dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if there's any... Do, do, you, do you look at others, other artists' lives and, and, and relate to them at all? Well, when I started comics,
2: it was totally based... It was based off of the illusion that Paul Pope presented in like the end matter of his books, so, or like at the beginning. Right. It was just like a guy. Yeah, but like a guy who's like he's got all his pages on the floor and he's hanging out. And he's probably right. like always hanging out with women and like you know kicking it and you know. Yeah, like, I feel like me you that generation
1: of uh, we're, we're Paul Pope kids. And yeah, stuff
2: like. you know. I I believe that I believe that world. I believe it was all sexy little you know sexy little comics and like yeah. you know. Just that's that's what I believed it was. I was not a, I was not a convention dude. Like I, my friend had to drag me to a convention. Mm-hmm. I would never work for Vertigo if it wasn't for my friend Julian, right. who was like, "Yo, put your put your portfolio in there." Cause I was like, "Okay, comics was a job kind of for me. Right. Like I, I I was good at drawing. Drawing got me into college, and then towards the end of college, I'm like, "Well, what am I gonna do with this mm-hmm. ability?" Oh well, I'm a comic book artist. This guy, Paul Pope, is living a great life off of comics, you know. And I like his comics; they're fun, they're cool. So right. I decided, okay. And I like to draw comics. I like to tell stories. Um, by the time I was, uh, by the time I got into art school, I wanted to be a filmmaker, you know. And oh, I had no art education. So when we. Had to pick our majors. Mm-hmm. I picked art direction. I thought it must have something to do with like directing film, mm-hmm. which it obviously did not. I knew absolutely nothing, and I switched majors sophomore year, maybe. Yeah, I think sophomore year to illustration. Yeah, I saw this guy, Kadir Nelson. I think he's a illustrator. I saw his work. <laughs> I was like, okay, I I can do something like that. Hmm. Um, And I saw a lot of jokes, funny things, and illustration. I thought, oh, that's cool. You get to make cool images. Right. By the time I got to the end of junior, I was like, yeah, I want ideas are important to me. Yeah, drawing was a way for me to get my ideas out
1: in a way that people will look at them. Was there something that killed your interest in 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 doing film, or was it just you you? realizing where your best film was like and I mean excuse
2: pardon this metaphor, you know what I mean it might it's like a little cishet metaphor, right? Mm-hmm. But it was kinda like the beautiful woman on the other side of the room at a party. That's mm-hmm. what film was. Right. You know what I mean? Like even if you found yourself up in a conversation with this woman, you'd be I would be afraid to like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like suggest, you know, this person is maybe even coming on to you, yeah. And it's like, certainly no film was, you know, it's like,
3: it
2: right. was just like, no, I can't do film. What mm-hmm. are you kidding me? Like, yeah. film is amazing. Like, it's and if you ever, you ever, even
1: went home with film, do you think it would even work out? Like, what do you guys ah, talk about? Yeah, just, you're pretty from across the room. Mm, I don't know, man. I think film is probably pretty dope. So
2: I love <laughs> This makes me well, really have you, nervous. Have you gotten closer
1: to, to work? Because all my... I've worked in a couple movies now, like all of my experiences on it were basically like, you know... I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I went on a couple of dates with her. She's just all in her own shit, and could, she just, just talks over you, mm. and it just takes your ideas and isn't into them. And, mm. you know. I think it's like a partnership, man. Mm. Film's not going mm. to treat you right. <laughs> I
2: think, yeah, you, there's only one way to maybe approach film, if you're a comic book artist, that you'd be happy and that would probably be as the auteur director, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and you have to be, you have to be brutal about it, I imagine. I've only worked on, I've only worked in one film as like an extra and, well,
1: that's yeah, uh,
2: I think so. Which one? I think that's it. Uh, Miracle at St. Anna, yeah, you've never seen it. I don't know many
1: people who have seen it. <laughs> My mom saw it. <laughs> Spike Lee's interesting because he has kind of a he has kind of a a relationship to comics. And a kind of was it? Spike Lee's cousin or brother or something did a dark horse book at one point? Um uh, maybe it's it called I Was it Sankey? I'm not sure. Was that his sister?
2: That's his brother. brother. Little brother. Um, no, and he also didn't he, did he direct
0: that Leifeld commercial?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's what I was. How thinking. do you pronounce his name? Leifeld? Leifeld? Yeah, Leifeld, we'll call him Rob. Yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> sub-run. Yeah, when I was, and this is just me turning into me, me interview, let's <laughs> I used to actually, uh, uh our, our mutual friend, LaShawn Thomas, taught me this too. Uh, he's, he's one of the main dudes of Black Dynamite and Boondocks and all this stuff, and he's, a, he's an impressive human being, but he, uh, he taught me this trick of, of learning storyboards by, by going through movies you like and redrawing scenes. Mm. And, uh, and I would do it with He Got Game. Oh, and word! Yeah, that, that cut, the cutting on that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I'm not somebody I always qualify by saying I don't generally think I have a respect for movies that mm-hmm. a lot of people do. Because when you ask me what my favorite movies are, I'm like, I, I like Conan. Kroll's yeah. pretty cool. Kroll is dope. Yeah. But, um, yeah. The Blade yeah but, um, it sounds very sexual. yeah it's all let, let's go with that but, <laughs> but yeah just that the storytelling and that just learning from that was really was really important something, and something that I get from Hope's stuff too is how he um, I think what connected with me earlier with his stuff is he kind of no, bookends how are you? what's happening? can't
0: put
2: it here that uh, yeah, yeah. Is, that a, is that an old Jurassic Park shirt or a, a new Jurassic
0: Park shirt? Oh, i do not exactly. what, what what is your? Oh
2: no, about the Jurassic Park shirt. When You is get it. Yeah. Okay. Is it vintage or new? Get yeah, asked me.
3: Okay, you are winning
2: too. Hold on. No no, no. no, no, we're all good. You know what to do. Okay. <laughs> Lost. It. Yeah. Anyway, New York.
1: He doesn't even know he's wearing a Jurassic Park. Shirt. He doesn't, yo. <laughs> doesn't even know. <laughs> um, what is this guy talking that about? <laughs> about? Like, I, just, I was just making this connection too, just thinking about how the way that that Paul Pope in a lot of his earlier work would um, would give you these bookends almost to his story. We'd start off with just panels that didn't, like are you familiar with his, his Smoke Navigator and Buzz Buzz? Buzz Buzz. Buzz yeah. Buzz is a giant oversized thing. So yeah, Smoke yeah. Navigator starts with like, all these two page spreads of like, this is like a highway at night, and this is like a, an empty gas station, and mm. there's a bridge. And it's all this stuff that kind of sets the mood before the paneling starts. And that's that's kind of something that I saw also in, in Spike Lee things. He starts off he got game with a um, a montage. It's about it's about a the kind of basketball theme throughout the movie. And he starts mm-hmm. it off with a with a montage sequence of of um, of basketball hoops from all over the world and how diverse and different and bizarre they are, which I was really impressed by. Yeah. and this is no question. I'm just going off on a rant. No, no, no.
0: no. So. Um, you done the strip search thing. Um, what did you do after that?
1: And did you get much feedback for that? Uh, you mean professionally or for people? Just for people. Did you feel like it came out and people saw it?
3: Uh,
2: I guess kind of. Maybe on the internet. I don't know. I don't. I have a weird relationship with the comic book community. Um, maybe get into that later. Uh, yeah, that came out. Um, And that kind of, for me, that was fuel. Like the acceptance of kind of winning that month made me be like, okay.
1: I wasn't even sure that you won.
2: I won for a month, not okay. for the whole thing.
1: Okay, because you should have won. Someone, I forget who won. Uh, uh, the guy who did like, the Skull Kid comic? It's like a guy in little, it was a little... Okay. It was entertaining, but I, I was,
2: you know... Yeah, you know... That comic was out of its time. It was about like GMO. Was it? It was about ninjas going into the city mm-hmm. to steal organic food oh, from from a uh, from like going into Manhattan to steal organic food, seeds and stuff to bring back to Brooklyn to make a rooftop garden. Oh, this wow. was 2002. Wow.
1: <laughs>
2: you know, with
1: ninjas. With ninjas. Oh yeah, we ninjas. Well, Nin is
2: basically it's about. Um, it's taking sort of shonen tropes or taking genre tropes and dealing with things that, like the idea just came from like the first time I drew it. I was like, okay, what? It was the second comic I ever drew. It's like, what I'm gonna draw? Fucking like ninjas. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, why? I, they're just gratuitous ninjas. Right? So I'm just gonna I'm gonna put them in there. And then slowly it became like, well, to be a ninja, in some sort of a weird existential. Way is gratuitous. It's like right. you have nowadays, you have all of these abilities kind of grounded in a, uh, you know, a culture and a time, you know, so far from now. Right. And that evolution of the idea got to where I am now, which is like, you know, what if you were something like a ninja and you were living in contemporary, you know, like right. the American ninja? What the, What are you gonna do? Like, right. <laughs> what is there to do? And then I answered that question. Well, that um, seems to be I a just want to
0: mention that I'm watching a street punk oh, pee yeah. into a photo. Oh yeah, that's, that's a lot of your stream, yo. <laughs> <laughs> wow,
3: It's impressive. Let's
2: just take a moment and appreciate that. <laughs> yo, that happened to me when I was in. I was uh, what is it called? What's the name of that station? I was coming out of Bastille, I think. Mm-hmm. Coming out of Bastille, like there's like. A bunch of different entrances and then you know it's like a big circle and then it's got like the obelisk in the center and I'm coming out of the train and the same thing was happening like a dude mm-hmm. was peeing like directly in the metro exit right yeah it's gutter pump like same looking right. type of dude it must be an international tradition
1: yeah well New York is not set up for bathrooms unless you want to throw money at someone mm-hmm which, yeah. is, uh, <clears throat> which is a good way to get your city pissed on mm-hmm yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, we noticed, when we first came in, at Penn Station, just, just the stinking pee it was like Satan's urethra. <laughs> I don't remember, yeah, you don't remember what New York smells like if you've been away from New York for years. You, you come back into Satan's urethra and you're like, oh yeah, huh? <laughs> He's been so misery. To this. Sorry to interrupt you, that was, uh, um, that that was a, a tremendous piss. I want to backtrack yeah. a little bit. And I mean, he obviously had to go. Yeah. And we'll get back to gratuitous interest in but I do want to talk about your relationship to the comic community because you do feel, uh, you you're, you feel like, I'm always, uh, I, I have a lot of conversations about you as an artist with people. Really? Well, I'm very excited about your work. And Yo, don't be talking like about me, man. Like, Don't, yeah, don't be talking about no it's, it's over. You need to just, just understand that. <laughs> your name's in the streets. But, um, no, I, I think you're a very singular artist. I think that you're... Please go on. I think that you're, the work that you're doing, <laughs> and the work that you're capable of, is not stuff that other people are are at in a lot of ways. You know, you're you're um, you know, I in some ways, and this is just me. You know, uh, this is just me. Being, I will never interrupt you when you say nice <laughs> things about me. By no, but way. I, I, you're you're doing a lot of what the promise of what Pope intended for, of like, uh, but but in a in a way that doesn't seem to. Compromise your art, which which I'm really impressed by. And uh, and the thing that I that I worry about with your work is that you're working. It's like like when I look at um, Masamune Shiro's comic book paneling, it doesn't help me draw better. It doesn't help me learn how to do paneling because it's 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 kind of a up it's up there. It's like it's really complicated and crazy. Where I can look at like. Mobius or something, it's simple and basic and I'm like, oh, I can do that, that makes it so much easier and I feel like sometimes, that's beautiful, engaging with you as an artist is like you're, you're doing a lot, of, you're thinking a lot of things there that um, it's, 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 it's hard, I, I worry sometimes that it's hard to find an entryway yeah. into understanding you as a human being if that makes sense. Because, uh, because you do things it's where really sad. You know, it's it's sad. A well, let's just thing. say this is Brandon's theory. No, no, but um, I just, I just well, need I'm trying to live up to what you just like, said. We about about so like we talked about of cats and is it true that book's written in an, an, an dynamic <laughs> pentameter? Uh, You you mean yeah most of it is. Yeah, yeah
2: like that's, that's insane. But there are other like poetic forms too. Like I was just playing around like I I got to I don't know like when I was
1: writing and I thought it'd be funny since You know Vertigo books are made to like so you don't get bong water on your table, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, I I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> no, I mean I'm seriously like, like yeah. we, we were we were picking on some stuff earlier. They're, I, I generally they're think not of, trying to sell books. No, I generally think of Vertigo as like a company where it's like it's it's comics that's like you discover is it you're like a goth ganger that writes to poetry mm-hmm. and you're and hang out and like, you discover Grant Morrison and you're like, oh, this is awesome. And then when you read a book without pictures, your mind's gonna be blown. Mm. But you're doing books with pictures that are operating on this on this level that that is engaging with art uh, that, that usually doesn't relate to comics. There's Shakespeare adaptions. I mean, you're not doing, you know, this isn't the Mackay Pfeiffer version of, of, uh, <laughs> of O. Or Let me get this. Yeah.
3: You know,
2: you're you're actually engaging with Shakespeare. Well I mean less McKay I mean because I just saw the relationship between poetry and comics, you know. You have this is before like I knew about like Bobapo or like, you know, French kind of constraint comics. But thinking about it, like comics is a restraint a constraint on like it's a literary constraint and sort of a drawing constraint. Mm-hmm. It's saying that, well, I have to, I have to use this these certain things to tell a story, or to, or not even tell a story, just to communicate. Right. And I feel like it connected directly to what Shakespeare was doing and how he was he was, you know, he could have just wrote prose. Like, it could have just been a... Okay. But no, it's like, it, it is an Iron. Like, it's, uh, and each character has a different sort of sonic form. Like that, the story is okay, whatever, you know what I mean, like, star-crossed lovers. But like, when you add that element of, you know, constraint, and like it becomes something completely different right. and how each character the, the type of poetry each character uses speaks to that character's mm-hmm. character for lack of a better word I was like yo I'm blown by that and like that relates to comics because like you have to use you have to use panels you have to use bubbles like oh are you going to use um, are you going to use the narrative uh, devices right. or
1: not you know what I mean like like, meaning the box, so I made For the it. captioning. Yeah, captioning. Right. And even, and even again, bringing eyes. in your, uh, like it makes me, reminds me of a friend LaShawn's stuff and how, um, something that I really enjoy about LaShawn's work is that he's, he's like a Bronx dude. Mm. He's like a black dude from, from the Bronx who grew up here loving Japanese animation mm. and got so invested in it that he moved to Korea to learn where they're animating Japanese movies. Mm-hmm. Um, from the thing, and so he creates—he creates this. Okay. Oh, it's delicious! Thank yeah. you. He—the—the uh, the thing about Lashawn and and your work as well is that, so for him specifically, is he's just by trying to do the thing that he loved, which is Japanese animation. He created something entirely new by mm-hmm. making New Yorker Japanese animation, yeah. which, which is fantastic. And it feels like, it feels like your work is. Uh, is pulling all of your influences into this thing to create something new where you're like, here's here's these literal influences. I, I was thinking about the, the idea of doing poetry forms with nineties uh, slang. Yeah. <laughs> really interesting. I was thinking about the scene in, in Prince of Cats where they were in the bathroom. The girls in the bathroom. What's the word there's some wording on that that is just I wish we had a copy here. Huh. When the I wish I had a copy too. Yeah, yeah. I'd sell it on <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. eBay. The, uh, the, the slang the girls use, kind of it's, it's the mix of Shakespeare with teenage girl from the 90s. Slang. That's how I sold the book to Karen. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, was, how was that pitch process?
2: Um, it was funny, because I had other ideas. But I was like, okay, I might not be able to sell a book on the merit of my own work, but I can piggyback off of fucking Shakespeare. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And I had had the idea floating around in my head for years, and then it finally just congealed. And okay. I pitched it, I think I showed it to Casey Sejas, who was there at the time at Vertigo. Right. And they didn't want to touch it at first. I did like an ash can, um, and it wasn't what it was yet. And then I sold that at a comic book convention. Then, like, I feel a year later, I, I came out with sentences.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, I pitched it again, and, like, not so interested. Then I was in Italy. I was in Italy, and I had already pitched it actually to Oni mm-hmm. Press. And, like, they wanted, they were kind of interested in it. And this is before I had the whole idea of trying to use the constraints of poetry mm-hmm. in the actual book, like yeah. the panels.
0: I-, I couldn't see Oni doing that.
2: Yeah, no. I mean well couldn't I you see Vertigo doing it though, and that's the crazy Well I didn't tell know. him I was doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I okay, just yeah. did. It. Yeah, yeah. Um And then like yeah, Oni was kinda interested and then fucking Vertigo finally they turn around and they shine block Oni with like a a and a, a greater offer like something I could actually live off of. Right. So, um, I had to I had to take the bread. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which in the end, it's like I don't know if I had done with Oni, it would have been a lot a lot bigger. I think. Like I would have it would have been Langer, longer. Right? Yeah, longer.
1: Um, yeah, it would have could have should have. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too because. That it, just from a just a, from a purely marketing standpoint, it, you hit a weird time and Vertigo was kind of, uh, you know, going down in attention, and mm-hmm. they put it out. It seemed like a strange choice to put it out as a graphic novel when they're not a company known for graphic novels. Mm-hmm. Was that was that your choice? Yeah. Well, yep. they
0: did a series of graphic novels. I
1: know, but their successful work is always comic books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, like they.
0: I think it's a period near the end of like when they did a bunch of singular works. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there was Sarah Glidden's, um, Israel book, mm. and even senses. is oh, yeah. part of that senses
2: and the one Dave Lapham had one. Yeah. Um, no, I I think I thought of it possibly as being like a five part. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but yeah, no, that was they. We had meetings about that. I don't know. I don't know. That was such a, a mess. I told you I saw. I met somebody who worked on like the uh, like PR and advertising. I met him on the train mm-hmm. on the way back from last year's New York Comic Con. Oh right, right. And I was like, he's like, oh, your name sounds familiar. You know? <laughs> no, I definitely heard of you. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you guys put out or the company you're right. Yeah you put out my book, and I was like, you've heard of um, punk rock Jesus, right? And he's like, oh yeah, no, I heard of that. And it's like, I, there actually was an ad in the back of one of the punk rock Jesus. I showed him the book, he's like,
1: never seen this book before, but I've heard of your name. I'm like, really? I just, and this is, this is totally... Uh Throwing monkey feces at Sean Gordon Murphy, but the fact that you've all heard of Punk Rock Jesus, <laughs> and accounts, like that's uh, my, that's my faith in comics going down. drain. The- <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, I don't know. I never read it. I mean, I,
1: I haven't read it either. Can, the guy confused. can draw, no, man. Can totally I read broken. it. It's horrible. Yeah.
0: In case you couldn't hear that over the noise, it's horrible. <laughs> no. No, I know I haven't read
2: it, but I um, do. Can draw his ass off, Yep. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. No, it's, it's a there's a lot of there's a lot of Katsuro Tomo's on Secret Skins. No. I mean, it's... You are what you eat. <laughs> yeah. I like... I uh,
0: we're, Where we're staying in New York, we're on the F train. Mm. And it was fun reading that and going, Oh yeah, it's that stop. that <laughs> stop. Mm. And how important is that kind of location to the story you're telling?
2: That's where I was living at when I was working. on Yeah. That's why I said it there. I was living in Crown Heights back when you could afford to live in Crown Heights. And I had like the, um, yeah, dude, have you You don't know, it's crazy over there. You can't afford to live in Crown that's Heights. This
1: is the most expensive urinal I've ever been in. Where? <laughs> it is though. Cl- keep your so mouth closed.
2: a quarter over there. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't think, I don't know how important, it's important to me
0: as yeah, a creator. That's what I
2: mean. Yeah, yeah. It's important to me as a creator because like, and the book, I'm working on with Saul takes place somewhere I've never been before. Oh, so I have to like well, I have it, to think of it in the way that like say uh you know Gilliams Brazil. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I gotta think of it like the location Is of it like a that. place
1: that, that, that Saul Williams has been to?
2: Um it's a place where Saul Williams has been close to. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 So that so authenticity isn't isn't the goal for that. Um
2: or as far as Location. Well, um, authenticity. I wouldn't say authenticity. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, location
1: authenticity. I, I don't know what I'm, the words I'm supposed yeah. to use here, but I think you get the idea No, no.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, but no. How you said uh, it was uh, great because accuracy. I... Accuracy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I want to be authentic to myself and the ideas in right. the story. Um, in terms of the specifics of the place, not so much. Mm-hmm. It's an abstraction of a place.
1: Okay. Yeah. Terry so, It's a Terry yeah. Gillen in Brazil. Yeah.
2: You yeah. might say. Yeah, you might. You might <laughs> say. You know. But in the end, everything is an abstraction. Like, the New York from the Ninja Turtles movie is not an actual New York. You should <laughs> you know, It's Ninja Turtles New York, which well, is better in, than New in, York. In you know what I mean? Better than New York for Ninja Turtles. Well, know? yeah.
1: Well, in Prince of Cats, I, I, interesting because it's something about them having the weaponry <laughs> and, and you adding this kind of ninja element to it that, mm. that to me is a visual representation of more of what it, that feels like. Because these are probably kids, like if this was in reality, these would be kids like Street Fighter, or right, or like I mean, basketball, <laughs> and all this shit. But but it works so much better with the with the, It feels like the, it has that excitement. Mm. I just like Jedi Gecki, man. Like I like Chambara. Like mm-hmm. I
2: like the movies. And shit, my first experience with Shakespeare
1: was like a Jedi Geki, So Yeah? Well, done. You King Lear. You never saw the uh, Mackay Pfeiffer? Othello. Actually, you know what?
2: I've never seen that. I've seen the <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne Othello with what's um, his face, is Iago. You know
0: of um, was it
2: the maybe probably the director of the film, uh, okay, that's Branagh. Branagh,
1: yeah. As Iago and Lawrence Fishburne as Othello. So in engaging yeah. with Shakespeare, do you do you um, do you prefer? Did, did, what, what connected you them? or was it actually reading the the words, or or seeing it acted out,
0: or making your own plays in your head?
2: Yeah, yo, I think that's what it was like.
0: I
3: just
2: thought it was, I thought it was the language was ill. Mm-hmm. Like I, I thought it's like, man, it's it's weird. Like I can make all types of. Um, Connections to culturally, you know, things I grew up with and Shakespeare, like <laughs> obvious connections, you know, and that's how I end up on hip hop and comics
1: panels. But, like, how, uh, you, how do you feel <laughs> about that? Because I'm always avoiding being on the hip hop and right. comics panels because mm-hmm. I'm like, then we gotta talk about the problems with hip hop and comics. Right, right, right. And are they gonna have rock and
0: rolling comics panels? Uh, they, they have, have like know, a pop like culture
1: like, one, they have like, yeah. it does um, like. They Patrick. they don't mean hip hop. They mean black people in comics. <laughs> just, I just want to be honest. They don't with mean it. that because like often, Well, they mean white people yeah. doing black culture in comics when we're really, when we're really talking. <laughs> they mean they mean
3: Jim Mafood in comics. Uh, and <laughs> but it was, was like, <laughs> like, are you comfortable doing hip hop in comics? Family?
2: Um, I I mean I like I like Patrick, so I I'm cool with it. Like, yo, I need to talk about my book. I need for people to who may have those interests to like
1: know that I'm. I'm creating work. It feels you know like I mean? limiting you in a way because I don't regard you as like a full-on hip-hop dude. Yeah, no, it is limiting. You got I mean, because
0: chains. huh? You got no chains. I got no chains. I mean, the I'm,
2: I'm the illest uh, comic book artist you're, with no chains yet seen. You are know, a little punk rock. I, yeah, I mean, because like for me, that's what hip hop is like—a little punk rock. You know what I mean? Like the best hip hop got a little punk element You know what I mean? I love. Like I think, I think they're sisters. They were born around the same time. You know. Uh, and like the best of both kind of meet in the middle, you know, like some some crass songs are like the best like they're they're raps. You know you what, what I mean? Like it's just the dude, you know,
1: yelling over a beat. You know right. what I mean? And like
2: PE is like PE is like a punk
1: band. You right. Know? They're, they're, they're they're political. They're angry. Yeah. <clears throat> cool
2: thing. Right.
1: Know? They yeah. like really cool things. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I mean, if you're on those, uh, so, I mean, on, on those, do you, are there things you worry about getting on this panel, having from being limited? I don't worry you? about nothing. Because I, I cannot talk about hip-hop and mm-hmm. comics without talking about uh, comic books' fear of hip-hop.
3: Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's kind of ill. Or, I mean, comics' fear of black culture. Fear of a black comic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, and this is just me like getting into this thing that is less about, um, anyway, I just, I remember a friend of mine came up to me at a convention, and he was like, he's like you're a you're, you're graffiti guy, you do, you're into hip-hop and all this stuff, and I was like, yeah, sure, and he's like, let's, I won't talk about it, I want, I come from that a little bit too and want to talk about it in comics, and we're at a convention, and um, I stepped back and I was like, all right, look at my table, I'm next to, I'm, I'm in between Scotty Young and, um, and my food here. These are the hip hop guys in conference. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to think about that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm still
0: having a tough time with just the hip hop in and conference.
1: And what do you mean? Just. You mean as a panel?
0: As a panel, it's like. Well, at the what time, does it mean? Like. I don't know, it's like.
1: Well, I mean, if you've already. Do cool we want you to talk cool. about
0: culture mashing? Let's talk about culture mashing. Why do okay. we have to just speak... pick.
1: One specific
0: culture, like there are other things we can look at. Why don't we look at like fine art and comics and kind of like have these dialogues? But we can't because we can only look at it through like this really limited lens. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: You can,
2: yeah. I mean, sometimes things like this are about also creating a space for groups that may be marginalized or creating a space for a, a, a group that may have a specific interest yeah but they're kind of not courted in the in the over in the, the right. larger you know what I, mean? I guess it's, it's hard not to sell sentences that yeah no, no no and I think that's when I started I don't know okay, if, yeah I don't know if um, Prince of it
1: maybe it had I don't know and how did, how did sentences come about which also seems like a really bizarre vertical choice. Yeah, like, well, here's a here's a book about a rapper that none of our readers, <laughs> even if they're a the rap, probably ever heard of. Yeah. Uh,
3: cool.
2: Um. Yeah, I'm a slow eater. All right.
1: Um. So yeah, how did you? Uh, how did that book come about? Casey Sayha.
2: Casey Sayha is a big hip hop fan.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Casey and Vertigo <laughs> Yeah And so We would talk about Doom All the time my mm-hmm. Monster Island Zars You know I <laughs> think like There was a guy They were They were I, Casey was friends with Grim mm-hmm. You know Is friends with Grim Right So So Casey uh, Mentioned it to me And I was like Yeah I wanna do it I didn't know I would be very good at it. You know what I mean? Um, that's I don't know. That's how it came about. We used to talk about they were in this like sort of uh, they were in the <laughs> they were in, like it was Cornsack and Casey and this guy's the best name by the way. Yeah, no. Pornsak mm-hmm. yeah. Thai Thai names are ill man. Like it's not the most like Pornsak is not crazy like. <laughs>
1: I, I I've like heard of, bag.
0: I, huh? I, I just
1: <laughs> like mining boxes. Uh, <laughs> we did see a suitcase yesterday. <laughs> the street oh yeah, first. yeah. A dude selling porn DVDs out of a suitcase. I'm sure that's where he got his name from. Actually, <laughs> that's exactly. have, oh, Beautiful child. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that's his
2: last say. name. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so we'd be in there and we'd be talking about me and Side mm-hmm. talk about film. Casey and I. Well, Casey talk about film too. And. We'd also talk about hip hop. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, I think that's that's how that relationship was born. And Casey knew Grimm. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I don't know. grim has got a crazy story. It makes for a great story, you know, like a comic. Right. Sure, why not, you know? I thought they were gonna get the. There's like a the Canadian dude who did, like, a, a big poster of, like, hip hop heads.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Keek in the Club.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think he could have done a better job. Than me, but I'm glad I got the job. <laughs> <laughs> He's really into, you know.
0: You see his kung fu book. Yeah, no, it's amazing. You've kung fu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah.
2: Like I had an interest in it, but I think, you know, my interest in Doom is like my interest in like David Bowie. You know what I mean? Just like an entity with a great idea and a way of presenting themselves, like mm-hmm. an artist. You know what I mean? It wasn't really connected to comics so much. And my interest in Grimm was like, he was in Monster Island's Zars. you know what I mean? And he's on some great tracks. I didn't really know much about his life, but then once I read it, I'm like, holy shit. And how was it interacting with him as a person? Um, that was interesting. Like, Grimm was always a nice and cordial guy. And it's like, you're reading what's in the story and it's like, wow, okay. really Yeah. But I think Grimm likes comics, Grim likes comics more than I do.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: yeah. Like, he, yeah, he's really into... The mythology and the continuity, continuity, and like in a way that I've never been able to.
1: I'm always amazed that hip hop guys, like you hear about hip hop guys' relation to comic books, and you're just like, he'll be like, Oh, Eminem's a huge comic book dude. Mm-hmm. And you hear an interview with him, and he's like, John Romita, John Romita is my guy. And then they, and then that what comes out of that is that Marvel does a shitty Eminem Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's like, it always feels a little cut off. And even like Harris one doing a thing with, with her. her. Yes, the word is the your thing to turn the page with Kyle Baker. Have you heard that? No. Break the chain. Yeah, break the chain. It was a, it was it was Marvel just, just like screwing the pooch on the amazing idea where they cause Baker and Karis One were I guess they were friendly. Oh god. And um and I so they, see that. Did, they did a comic called Break the Chain when Karis One was on MTV as like one of the main dudes. And uh, and I personally I think I think Marvel dropped the ball and I think that the Baker and Karis one, kind of dropped the ball. Them because mm. a little bit of a kids comic, mm. and the idea of doing something like that—that that was like—that was like why I hate Saturn mm. with a Karis with soundtrack. That would have like broken people's brains. But uh, other than that, oh yeah, man, thanks.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Oh man, I want to. I want to draw. I'm, I want to draw and write liquid swords. Oh, yeah. The yeah, promise yeah. of Liquid Swords or the yeah. promise of Bobby and Digital. That, was, that, was that Dennis, Dennis
1: Cohen? <laughs> yeah, like that? I think so. Yeah. yeah.
2: Love that stuff, man. Yeah, or. or um, That's yeah. like, I don't know. Hip hop and comics, man. I don't know. I don't know.
1: You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, I can't steer where I, I, I'm fine talking about hip hop and comics because I, I get they're, a lot from both of them. They're both poor career choices. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah but can you think of a better place to make art than a poor career choice that's true you're like this isn't gonna this isn't gonna feed it, it might as well uh, be awesome
2: yeah how long can you pull that off like that's been my relationship with comics though like I am uh, yeah, yeah I'm done yeah thanks not this oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay Um. yeah like my story in comics it comes full circle, talking about a job and a place to make art. Um, comics became an outlet for me. Uh, it was like the most capitalist decision I probably ever made. Because I know, you know, it's the funniest thing in the world. But at the time I thought, this is how I can make a career out of what I like to do. you know. Now that when I think about that, it's like it's hilarious. Even, even though I've managed to eat a little bit, yeah, you know. But I don't know if a place where you're not supported financially is the best place to create art. Because like, how do you how do you make art when you're trying to survive? A lot of people do, you know. And it's like it's amazing. And it's stories like, oh, they were starving, and you know, they filled this book up. Speaking of hip hop and comics, like they filled up their black book. All these rhymes, and then one day, like you know, they got an opportunity and they blew
1: the fuck up. Well, it gives you something to talk about and things to work through. Mm-hmm. I, I had, there was no time in my life that I had a harder time dealing with things than when I got everything I wanted, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. you're like, you, you have nothing else to blame for your problems but yourself. Shit comes to the surface, yeah. right? right Some things that you can ignore.
2: While you're trying to survive. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's something of that.
0: What's the new thing you're working on with Soul?
2: Um, yeah. It's called Martyr, Loser, King. So I hope I'm allowed to talk about it. Um, it's called Martyr, Loser, King. Um, like that title. Yeah. I mean, he's a genius, man. He's a cool dude, too. Um, you guys went up to bath together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just wrote, man. Like me. <laughs> and... Uh, his wife, Amicia, who's working on a play for the project. And Wayney. Um, Wayney Mangesha? I think Wayne Mangesha, she's like a dramaturg from Canada. So, yeah, so we were all up there writing, listening to Saul's music for this next record, for this next project, which is dope. Thanks. Yeah. Yes, great. And Saul, if you're not familiar with Saul... Saul's done a lot of great work. He's like an amazing poet. He was in the film Slam. He, um, his record, uh, Nikki Tard Tardust which I think yes, it's an amazing title. He's great. At, he's like up there. He's he's going for the Mark Bowling. Uh, he's award of puns. titles. I gotta, I'm yeah, I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to arm wrestle before. This trip Watch out. Yeah. So like. Which I think Nicky Tardus kinda like really informs uh, what Kanye did with his last record. Right, oh, yeah. we're gonna have a
1: we're gonna have a um, we're gonna have <laughs> a drinking game where whoever loses has to be the white guy that walks in and orders that. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah,
2: so like yeah, we're just writing and that project's gonna be really fun. Um I'll be
1: working on it through next year, and I think,
2: I don't know, I think it's supposed to come out next year. I don't know. I
1: don't is it? Know. Is, it uh, is it relating to King, actually, or is it just playing off his name? It's playing okay. off his name. But in a, in a sense, it relates
2: to King in that, um, geez, how much can I say? It relates in a, in a sort of,
0: can talk about the experience. Yeah.
2: It does relate. So Martin, Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King. <laughs> Martin Luther King. Right. Yeah. And so, Junior, though, right? Junior, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not the much-heralded
0: Martin Luther King Sr. Right. we all know of, right? He must, have, he must have been a solid dude. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure he was. Don't forget about Martin Luther, the founder of the uh, European Reformation. He raised, yes. the, he raised a child living in a <laughs> and a <that's> backbone. <laughs> Robert Downey Sr. I'm looking forward to seeing whoever comes out of that. Oh, oh man. man. Yeah, It's been exciting to get to finally meet you oh, and yeah. chat with you. I'm realizing this cafe is going to start getting real
1: louder soon. I think we're at a good okay find oh, of spot. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, something I did want to <laughs> get into before we, before we <laughs> kill this baby. Before we murder this infant child of an interview, but baby meets the best meat. That's true. Um, we're talking about smug beers a lot with, with the everyone. eating babies. Um, earlier, when we first met up with with Ron, you were talking about your experience working with Marvel right now and how they. Uh, I don't know. Do, do you want to get? Do, I don't even know if I can qualify this
2: politely. Oh, I just no. I just got. I mean, why be polite, man? Like, I'd rather be correct than polite. Yeah. Like, I just got a. I just got an edit back. On a character, just like I have to lighten the character, mm-hmm. you know, or they want the skin of the character to be lighter. Right. Um, it's a. It's a. It's a woman of. Uh, we'll, we'll say mixed heritage. Right. You know what I mean. She's. Um. She. What I read is she's black and Mexican, but apparently she's. Um, Latin and white. Right. Which. Those things. Mean the same thing. Right. right? <laughs> Let's be honest. Right. right? Yeah. Um, In
1: comic way Yeah.
2: I mean, kind of like, in general, because, like, what is, if she's Latin Latin American, right, she's probably, you know, like, if you're saying she's Latin American, like, she's probably of European descent, of Native American descent, and of African descent, you know, so, like, but yeah, just to make her more
1: white is essentially and Brandon was like, I should I should give her a, a... uh <laughs> oh, saying? Saying? <laughs> just darken her skin and give her a berry manilow tattoo. Right, <laughs> Yeah, 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 but but you also mentioned that they uh, you, you you purposely colored the character Apocalypse's skin. Yeah, it's a model. little it's
2: a little off model because wow, so like I just like, used, it's more in my color, color family that right. I I like to work in a, a certain color family, and so I changed his color. But I didn't get any notes back about that.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. You, and and do you think you're, you mentioned there's some and Shark Girl is different. Like she's a little darker. Right. So there's like, some, but there's some privilege in even asking like. I'm 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 impressed that in 2014 that editor can like just just that you're a black cartoonist to go to you and be like can you lighten your skin? Like, I would just like <laughs> that would be a thing to like. Well, maybe I you know I do you know really want to like. Uh, I really want to perpetuate the lighter skin is better, mm. but I'm going to have to do it with a different cartoonist because mm. he's going to be a little too aware of yes. this, uh, this bullshit I'm trying to pull. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, I mean, and if the editor hears this, um, if the editor hears this, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I know. You know? We're, but like, we're sorry that you um, work
1: of Marvel, too. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> she's, I'm she's sure that's really that's dope. She's really sweet-bread. Like and I'm not just saying that people. because
2: she works at Marvel I probably won't work at Marvel anymore after this you know what I mean like every time I get a little bit of work I think it's the last time Mm -hmm. and really the only reason why is because I want to write Blade I want to write Blade not as a macho guy who hates black women (laughs) <laughs> he like he throws black women out of windows. You know right, what I mean? Like right. she was, I, hey, he, was saving, he was saving that woman's life from falling. Right, 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 right.
1: Didn't didn't she land okay? She broke her arm. Okay, but, yeah.
2: And then afterwards, he rips it back into place. You know? Right,
1: right. Superman
2: jumps out the window holding the woman. Spider-Man like, jumps out the window holding the woman. Blade throws the woman out first. Yeah, that's a good and, point. And jumps out. Is, is this direct beef with Snipes?
1: Is that what you're Oh no, I
2: would not have beef with Snipes because he's a very big dude and he it's knows great. karate, oh, man. And he knows karate. <laughs> and he's
0: been in jail. Yeah, yeah There's let's a great. Yo, he had
2: he had that boxing match match in jail, right? Or was that oh, a movie?
1: <laughs> he was I in a, did watch yeah. him in the Expendables. Yeah. He was in a, I, I looked it up. He was in a tennis jail. I could I could do a, I could do a couple you laps. That. On that. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to do laps. Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, But uh, I know, I've totally lost my train of thought. You did the you did a, a, a was it an adventures cover the that got a lot of attention. Did it? Yeah. I mean okay. okay I saw a lot of people. Because yeah. you did one that was like where you you done kind of like was it it was like in Harlem? Or yeah.
2: No, it was like Cotton goes to Harlem. Oh, right, Except right. it was. Uh, right. It was, uh, what's the guy's name with the Infinity Gauntlet? Thanos. Thanos goes to Thanos goes to Thanos yeah, yeah. Harlem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. sweet, sweet Thanos' is yeah. sweet <laughs>
1: back revenge. <laughs> you know <laughs> that movie? It's porn.
2: He it's got great. herpes in that film. Of course he did. Yeah. He's fucking herpes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It has It has sex on film. Yeah. yeah. Thank um, you Ron yeah, yeah. for telling <laughs> <having> us about
0: <laughs> Unraveled there. Yeah, yeah. Reminder folk, folks, his books are Senses, uh Prince of Cat's, Something Wicked This Way Comes and Something Coming Soon.
2: Yeah, yeah, something's coming soon.